You are listening to a sermon from Mission Point St. John. We hope this message encourages a deeper connection between you and Jesus, our Savior. So tonight is a youth uh, emphasis service. Hallelujah. And uh, my message for tonight mostly is directed to our young people, but also open your ears and let it challenge you at the same time. Amen. Without further delay, I would like to bring your attention in the book of John. Book of John, chapter 9. And if you would allow me, I'll, I'm going to read it in the New Living Translation. In John chapter 9, verse 1 up to 21. So it's going to be uh, gonna be a lot of verses. I don't do this all, all, uh, every time, but let me read it to you in John chapter 9, verse 1 up to 21. Amen. Where's my app? You're going to look at my app. Verse 1, as Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. Rabbi, his disciples asked him, Why was this man born blind? Was it because of his own sins or his parents' sins? It was not because of his sins or his parents' sins, Jesus answered. This happened so the power of God could be seen in him. We must quickly carry out the tasks assigned us by the one of who sent us. The night is coming and then no one can work. But while I am here in the world, I am the light of the world. Then he spit on the ground, made mud with the saliva, and spread the mud over the blind man's eyes. And he told him, go wash yourself in the pool of Siloam. Siloam means scent. So the man went and washed and came back seeing. His neighbors and others who knew him as blindness, as blind beggar asked each other, isn't it this, the man who used to sit and beg? Some said he was, and others said, no, he just looks like him. But a beggar kept saying, yes, I am the same one. They asked, then who healed you? What happened? He told them, the man they called Jesus made mud and spread it over my eyes and told me, go to the pool of Siloam and wash yourself. So I went and washed, and now I can see. Where is he now? They asked. I don't know, he replied. Then they took the man who had been blind to the Pharisees because it was on the Sabbath that Jesus had made the mud and healed him. The Pharisees asked the man, the man all about it. So he told them, he put the mud over my eyes and when I washed it, I could see. Some of the Pharisees said, this man, this man, Jesus, is not from God for he is working on the Sabbath. Others said, but how, can, uh, how could an ordinary sinner do such miraculous signs? So there was a deep, Division of opinion among them. Then the Pharisees again questioned the man who had been blind and demanded, What's your opinion about this man who healed you? The man replied, I think he must be a prophet. The Jewish leaders still refused to believe that man had been blind and could now see. So they called in his parents. They asked him, Is this your son? Was he born blind? If so, how can he see now? His parents replied, We know this is our son and that he was born blind. Last verse. But we don't know how he can see or he who healed him. Ask him. He is old enough to speak for himself. Tonight, I want to preach to you that it's entitled, Speak for Yourself. 
Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we're so grateful for what you're already done in this place. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your word, O oh God. I pray, let your will be done, O oh God. Hallelujah. Let your power manifest. Let your glory, O oh God, be upon here tonight. Let there be, O oh God, a demonstration of your power, O oh Lord. Hallelujah. And we're going to give you glory, O oh God. We will not fail to give you glory, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen and amen. Can we clap our hands to the Lord? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you may be seated. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for standing. Amen. Hallelujah. Speak for yourself. Now, before I, uh, before I proceed, I was thinking, why is it that Jesus made a... It's, it's really unusual for Jesus to make a miracle using his saliva. Amen. I'm thinking, like, why God? Like, there's a lot of things in the Bible. When Jesus healed a person, you know, they, there, there are some instances that he just had to speak the word. Or sometimes he would lay his hands. Or There's a lot of things. But why is it in this situation, in this specific scenario, why would Jesus he would use his saliva? And I was keep on researching. And I found something kind of interesting. I want to share to you that um, uh, in a Jewish folk medicine, you know, like um, they, they, they think that a saliva of a firstborn in a family would cure a, uh, you, um, eye infections or eye problem in a Jewish in, in the Philippines, we do have, you know, Philippine uh, folk medicine too. Uh, all the Filipina mothers would, uh, would, would know, would use Vicks for everything, for all of the pain. <laughs> Yeah, if you have cough, use Vicks. If you have, you know, pain, use Vicks. And sometimes I've, I've heard like, a, oh, you put a Vicks on your, uh, your, your foot and then the, the sickness would go out from your foot. <laughs> kind of like all of those uh, kind of, um, you know, medicine stuff. But in a Jewish, um, uh, in, in, their, in, the, in the Jewish background, you know, they have this um, belief that a firstborn's saliva in the family could cure eyesight. And, and it said in that article that, you know, that um, it is used as a proof that uh, in, in a custody, something like that, for, for healing. It's like an accepted proof of healing kind of thing. And we know that Jesus Christ, Paul said that he is the firstborn of the creation. And, what, and I realized that the reason why Jesus would use the, the, his saliva in the, and use mud is that he is showing to that community and people that through this kind of miracle, he is, uh, he is, he is making a message indirectly, showing that I am the firstborn that could heal you. He is showing that I am the Messiah. I am the Savior. I am the healer. Amen. Isn't it amazing, you know, that, that Jesus, he would use a creative healing or miracle. So I find it really interesting. So I just want to share that to you. But I have a question for our young people. I have a, I, this is the question that I've been really wanted to ask. For most of the young people here, I know that uh, most of you have grew up in the church, right? Probably some of here are not, but majority grow, grew up inside the church. The question I want to ask is that since you grew up in the church, when was the day you got converted? Have you ever thought about it? If you're going to ask 
uh, be, uh, someone that, got, that got saved, you know, and didn't grow up in the church, they would be able to pinpoint, you know, exactly when was the date and when they were got saved and in being in the church. But how about you that grew up, like me too, I grew up in the church. How are you going to tell people or how are you going to be able to tell people when was the day you got converted? So I'm not going to give you a hard time. I'm going to give you the answer. <laughs> the answer is that for you to know when you got converted, when you grew up in the church, is this. It is the moment when you have your personal experience and encounter with God and you decided to surrender yourself to Him. I'm going to repeat it. It is the moment, young people, that when you have your personal experience and encounter with God, amen, then when you surrender yourself to Him, that's when that moment, that's when the time that you can say that I am God converted because I surrendered myself and because I know Him, not just because of my parents, not just because of other people, but because I have experienced Him personally. And that is the goal tonight. Amen, that all of us, and especially young people, that we would have a genuine encounter with the Lord tonight. Right. Amen. Hallelujah. I just, uh, I just uh, in this, in, in, uh, as I look at the picture of this scenario of the text that we have read, I realize that when a radical transformation happens to a person's life, sometimes it is possible that, you know, other people may not recognize you instantly at first. Because a transformed life sounds too good to be true. It's possible that they will doubt you. And they will doubt your testimony. And therefore, they will require a proof of something that they can grasp that is real. But we need to understand, church, that we don't need another proof to show to other people of God's faithfulness and His mercy. We have to understand that we are the proof of God's faithfulness. I don't know how, amen, and I don't know why, and I can't explain everything to you, but the proof of God's faithfulness in grace is me and you and every one of us. That when people look at you, they know that you have a personal encounter with God, that He has been faithful through you. That when they look at you, I am the proof of God's power and mercy and forgiveness. Amen. We are the, we are the proof and evidence. In Daniel chapter 11 verse 32, we have or, uh, heard about a lot of preachings with regards to this verse. And in the latter part of this verse, it says, But the people that do know their God shall be strong. And do exploits. And, and, and every time when we hear that we're going to be strong and do exploits, we get excited because this is true. This is a promise of God that we're going to, this is going to promise that we're going to do exploits in the kingdom of God. But I want to give emphasis in the word no. The word no in Hebrew word, it's more than just having a knowledge of God. In Hebrew word, the word know here, it means to experience or to encounter God. So therefore, if you're going to read this, but the people that 
encounter God, the people that have experienced God, amen, they shall be strong and they shall do exploits. Because being strong and doing exploits is rooted from knowing God first. Experiencing Him in a personal way. You cannot do it one way or another. Otherwise, you'll find yourself a, in a dangerous spot. Because public ministry must be the result of your private devotion. You'll be in trouble if you kind of switch that part. All throughout the Scripture... You'll read that every man and women of God, amen, that was used mightily, they had always this powerful encounter with God that made them accomplish great things and they have done exploits in faith and in the kingdom of God. Noah was mocked and doubted, took many years in building the ark, but it did not stop him to accomplish his assignment that was given by God because he had this personal encounter of God's grace. It did not stop him to fulfill his purpose because of his encounter of God. Abraham, he had no child, but he became the father of the faithful. As, ma as many as the stars in the sky and the sand in the shore, that was the promise. By God, it looks impossible, it is impossible, but because he had a personal encounter with God, amen, God has blessed him, amen, and the word of the Lord be, being fulfilled in his life. Personal encounter with God. Jacob was named slanderer or deceiver or heel grabber. But because he encountered God in a wrestling match through a Theopany, that, that he will be blessed. He was blessed and his name was changed to Israel. He had a personal encounter with God. Joseph was sold. He was accused and he was imprisoned and even for, forgotten. But because of his encounter with God through his dreams... He became the second most powerful person in Egypt that saved his family from famine. Moses became the instrument of deliverance from the, for the nation of Israel out of Egypt despite of his speech impediment. But because he had this burning bush encounter with God, Ah, Shatarabose. Because of this burning bush encounter with God, it doesn't matter, hallelujah, what kind of weaknesses you may think you have. It doesn't matter what kind of insecurities you have, amen, in your life. But when you begin to have a personal encounter with God, that's when change and powerful way that will, you will experience in your life. You will see the power of God that will work in you. Hallelujah. Peter and John in Acts 4.13, the verse said, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they have been with Jesus. 
they recognized other people knew that these were just a fishermen, that they were ignorant and unlearned. But because they knew that they had been with Jesus, that they had this personal encounter with God, that they were able to do great things in the early church. The Samaritan woman in the well, he, she had a five husbands. She was considered a nobody in the society. First of all, she was a woman, and in their culture, a woman doesn't have a, you know, a, a, a great rights during that time. And at the same time, she was a Samaritan, and, you know, there was like a discrimination or something like that when they look for, when they see a Samaritan people. She was a nobody in the society. Oh, but because she encountered the Messiah. She encountered the Messiah at the well. Amen. It doesn't matter what was her situation, her sins. Hallelujah. Because of one encounter with Jesus Christ, she began to, hallelujah, to reach out the whole city. Hallelujah. And reach out and tell about Jesus Christ. Let me tell you what tonight, church, that your testimony is powerful. Hallelujah. Amen. That you can tell the whole world and people, amen, of your testimony because your testimony no man can take it away from you Amen. hallelujah Oh, I see my city. I see my city. Amen. Hallelujah. Start begin to hallelujah to declare your testimony. Start to share your testimony and see hallelujah what God will do in our city here in St. John. In Mark chapter 5, the demon-possessed man at the gatherings, hallelujah, in verse 1 to 6, he was, he, it was said that he resides at the tomb. Hallelujah, this man was possessed by legions of demons in him. He was broken. He was hopeless. He was bound with chains. He was crying, he was sweeping, he weeping, amen. And he, he, it says that he cuts himself with stones. Hallelujah. But this is what I love in verse 6. Hallelujah. The Bible said, hallelujah, in verse 6. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him. Church, let me tell you what. No demon in hell can stop you if you want to worship the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You can worship it with him. Amen. It doesn't matter what kind of chains that you are bound. It doesn't matter if you are suicidal. It doesn't matter, amen, if you are just a nobody, if you are possessed. It doesn't matter what your situation. Hallelujah. No demon can on hell can stop you in worshiping God. Hallelujah. 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 I'm so grateful for the opportunity that we could worship Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 You can be set free by the power. Hallelujah. Of the name of Jesus. Amen. And when he had encounter with Jesus Christ in Amen, you can read that he was healed. He was transformed. Amen. He was, his mind was renewed. Hallelujah. And if you're going to read, Amen, in, in the following two, two chapters, Amen, in Mark 7, Hallelujah, you will see, Hallelujah, what this man did. Jesus said, go and tell your friends what the Lord has done for you, of how compassionate he is to you. 
And in Mark 7, you'll read in the, in the uh, following verses that Decapolis is that city. They had revival and a lot of people were healed in that city and all began with that man that testified of what Jesus did for him. You'll read, hallelujah, that there's been a lot of miracles that took place in Decapolis. It all started with this young man that shared his testimony of what Jesus had done for him. Saul of Tarsus, he was a persecutor of the church. But because he had a Damascus experience with God, he became the apostle Paul that went to the Gentiles. We are the recipient of his ministry. Hallelujah. And so tonight, my declaration and my prayer for every one of us, amen, that we will have a Damascus experience with God that will totally change us, that will totally transform us. Amen. Hallelujah. We may be different in the past. It doesn't matter. But when you encounter Jesus Christ, hallelujah, everything will change in your life. And I'm telling you this in based on my own experience. Hallelujah. I can tell this, hallelujah, confidently because I experienced Jesus Christ and He changed me and He forgiven me and He blessed me and He called me. Hallelujah. His grace, Amen, His favor. Hallelujah. I am not be the person right now if it not been for the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They will start to see hear and feel the anointing and power of God through you when you have personal encounter with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Christianity today, the world, amen, there's a lot of Christianity outside. And the enemy is trying to water down Christianity, amen. And it churches, some of the churches have become only to be an entertainment. And it's so sad. Hallelujah. But tonight, church, this is not an entertainment tonight. Hallelujah. We are apostolic and we want the real power of God. We want the move of God. Hallelujah. In this place. Amen. We're not going to settle for less. We're not going to entertain you. We want to entertain the power of God. Hallelujah. This is the challenge that I want to tell for the young people tonight. Don't depend on your parents' experience and testimony. I am so thankful for our elders, our parents, our, all of those people, amen, that have laid foundation of what we are enjoying right now in the faith. I am so blessed and I'm grateful for every one of them, amen. But I can't depend on their own experiences. There's, their stories of miracles and revival was great. It empowers me. It, it encouraged me. But young people, amen, hallelujah, you can have your own miracle. You can have your own revival at your school you can have your own healing amen hallelujah church we can have an encounter with god that he can heal still heal us and uh, and he can still bless us and restore us hallelujah all of these testimonies of the past are designed so that the present generation can recall and look back to it and remind us that if God did it before, He can also do it again. Hallelujah. In the Old Testament, the children of Israel would set up an altar of remembrance where God did powerful miracle and, or, or sometimes a, a place where God saved them. Or they will build, build, build an altor for a place where God taught them a lesson. 
And this kind of altar, amen, it would serve as an emblem for the future generations that they would know how faithful God was. And it will give them strength to continue entrusting the Lord in their struggles. Our church building itself, where we are right now, is an emblem of God's faithfulness and God's power and God's miracle. I am so thankful for what God has done in the past. Amen. Every time I see the church, amen, and it, it's here, it's rich testimony and history. I thank God for His faithfulness in the past and it gives me strength and encouragement that if God can, did, can do it before, Amen. He can still do it again. If you believe that, why don't we worship the Lord for a moment? Hallelujah. Why don't we clap our hands for, for the Lord? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for your faithfulness. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. For your grace. Thank you, Jesus. Once again, you can have your own miracle to our guest. Hallelujah. You have come into the right place. You have come into the right moment. Amen. Because in a few moments, if you'll just open your heart and your mind, you'll experience God in a, such a powerful way. Right. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to share to you, amen, some testimonies, amen, that God, that God has done, that I've witnessed personally that the glory of, to the glory of God. Amen. When I was in first year college, I remember... Amen. I was 18 years old by that time. And I was just starting being involved in the ministry. Amen. And because the people told me that there's power in prayer. And those times while I was at, uh, at university, we had this kind of a project where we would have our competition of uh, like, uh, uh, like dance cheering or something like that. And then I remember that moment. Uh, there's only five minutes left before our group would perform or something like that. And we were kind of gathering in circle together. We were discussing what we're going to do, trying to remember everything we have to do for the perf for performance. And then there's one, there's one classmate of mine, amen, that uh, he is the only person in our group that can do backflips and all the stunts and all the stuff. <laughs> yeah, we only have one classmate that can do that. And unfortunately, while we were having our meeting discussion, all of us, I noticed him that he was just sitting in the, in the side and he was beginning to chill. And he, he said, I approached him and I said, what is, what's wrong with you? We're going to perform. Now you got to, you know, you got to get out yourself. And he said, like, I think I, can, I cannot do this because I'm not feeling well. I feel like I, I'm going to get sick or like um, I feel dizzy or something like that. And I, I brought him to the side and I said to him, okay, we will pray for you. I'll pray for you. I'll pray for you before we perform all this stuff. And I, and I pray for him. I pray in the name of Jesus. I, I pray healing for you right now. And instantly I saw him that he, he got, started to get up. Amen. And after that, when we started to perform, amen, I saw him doing all the stunts that he is supposed to do. Amen. He was completely healed in Jesus' name. I saw him instantly. There was healing that took place. And that was the moment I realized, oh, there is power in prayer. There's power in prayer. One instance also I want to share to you uh, uh, the, the, the miracle that I've experienced also uh, uh, personally in my life that uh, a few years uh, back, 
probably that was like New Year's Eve 2015. Amen. We were gathering and celebrating New Year with my family and we also, we always do like um, gather and praying and thanks, uh, giving thanks to the Lord for, another, for the whole year that have passed and thanking God in advance for what He is about to do in this year. And we were gathering and I remember that moment we were, uh, my grandmother was there. He, I remember she was like somewhere 76 years old that time. And while we were praying, I lead, this, I, I lead that uh, small gathering in worship. I, I, we sing, pray, uh, sing songs and worship and prayer. And as we are gathering in circle, all of a sudden, my grandmother, was, I, we saw that she began to, 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 uh, to collapse and drop on the floor. And we were all like panicking, like what happened to her? And, I, and, I, and, I, and during the time, we saw that she began to look pale, and all of a sudden, her eyes rolled back, amen, and her jaws began to kind of like uh, disalign or something like that, amen, and, and, and we, 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 uh, we, we were panicking, we don't know what to do, amen, and she was sick, and, and little did we know she had a stroke that day during that moment, and she, she, could, she's like a, she was uh, dying that moment. And there's something that rose inside of me when we, everyone was panicking. Everyone was panicking, but during in, our, uh, during in the midst of our prayer, something rose up inside of me and said, I'm not going to let this happen. During our prayer that someone's going to die. And, and after all of us, uh, and I, I pray for her, and we begin to gather, and I laid my hands on her head, and I declare, in Jesus' name, I rebuke the spirit of death and I release life in you right now in Jesus' name. And all of a sudden, immediately I saw, amen, with my two eyes, her color began to come back normal and her eyes go back to normal, amen. And we saw all of a sudden she got healed. She got up and then she didn't know what was happening, amen. I believe, amen, that God restored her back to life, amen. I'm telling you this, amen, because I want to encourage you, amen. It's not about because I prayed, but this power, amen, this healing, it is available for each and every one of us that if God can do it then, He can also do it for your family, for your situation, amen, for your physical sickness, anything that you need, He can do it. He can heal you. Hallelujah. Early this year, just this March 2021, I wasn't here even yet, amen. And I remember I was uh, asked to speak for our Zoom meeting for our church in Ontario. And I, I asked to speak and I, I taught in our midweek Bible study through Zoom. And, and during that, uh, that, that night, I was having a trouble with my back and my shoulder. And it bugs me for a few days already. I can't, I'm having a hard time what kind of position I'm going to sleep. I bought a lot of pillows just to, just to make myself comfortable. But I'm having a hard time. I, I have five feel, pillows. Amen. And all of them it seems like doesn't work. And I can't sleep. And then while I was teaching, I kind of like twitching all this up because like there's something really bothering in my sh shoulder. And after that, after I finished and then my pastor and, and, uh, took over in the session and then he said, okay, so if there is anyone that would want a prayer, prayer for healing or something. And, and all of a sudden I said, I, I, I need a prayer because like my, my, uh, my, my shoulder and my back is kind of hurting. And then my pastor said, okay, we will pray and got all the prayer requests. And then she, he asked one of the ladies from that Zoom meeting and she prayed. 
And what happened is after she prayed, she said, in Jesus' name, all of a sudden, there's something I felt in my neck, like a warm thing that kind of shook in my, in, my, in my nerve or something that like, all of a sudden, all the pain was gone. Hallelujah. Like I was trying, like I thought, like I can't believe, like what was it? Is it real? Like something like I feel that, like, like a warm thing here in my neck. All of a sudden, I was trying to look for my pain in my shoulder, in my back. Everything was gone. And since from that moment, hallelujah, that pain left my body. Hallelujah. I'm telling you this because the power of God is real. Amen. Hallelujah. That He can still heal. He can still transform your life. He can give you hope. Hallelujah. That is the God that we serve. And His name is Jesus Christ. Christ, hallelujah. Oh, to God be all the glory. Amen. And He is here tonight. And there's going to be healing tonight that you're going to experience. Amen. There's healing that's going to take place tonight. If you have pain in your body, hallelujah, I want you to release your faith. Amen. Right now, if you have prayer requests, amen, whatever your situation, if you're, if there's something that is uh, uh, torturing your mind or whatever, God's going to take care of you. You're going to leave this place completely healed. You're going to leave this place, amen, completely recovered in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. There is healing in the atmosphere right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If you will just release your faith, amen, hallelujah. If you will just Tap into that atmosphere of faith. Amen. God's about to perform healing and miracle over your life. Young people, hallelujah, don't depend on your parents' testimony. Amen. I want you to seek God by yourself. Amen. And, he, and experience Him in a personal way. Amen. And when you go back to your school, amen, people will see. People will notice. People will realize there's a change in you that they can't expect. But because of the anointing of God, because of the power of God, you'll reach out your school, your school, your friends, you will share your testimonies, you will pray for them. Don't be afraid to lay hands on them. Amen. And pray for them, whatever is necessary, and have an experience and miracle that God has for you, young people. I am challenging you, young people. God is about to raise up, amen. A general. God is about to raise up a, a generation that will stand on the truth of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Satan is raising up his, his army. But God is also raising up an army in this place. Our young people, we are going to be the future of the church. Amen. Hallelujah. And whatever they had experienced in the past... We can still experience, hallelujah, in our present generation. Hallelujah. There's going to be a revival in St. John. There's going to be healing. You're going to see addicts being restored. You're going to see, hallelujah, suicidal thoughts being healed. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, young people, it is available for you and I and for every one of us. It is available for us. Hallelujah, 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 I'm done here, I'm done here, I would like to request everyone to please stand.
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Speak for yourself. This young man that was healed from blindness, amen, there, he, his parents was called just to authenticate his testimony. But tonight, you don't need your parents to authenticate. You're going to have your own experience and you'll be able to speak for yourself. Amen, hallelujah. I've come tonight, amen, that you won't be able to speak for yourself unless you have a personal encounter with Jesus Christ. Amen. And tonight, amen, is the night. Someone's going to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Someone's going to be filled. Someone's going to be set free. Hallelujah, hallelujah. This is not just a wishy-washy stories. It happened. This is real. The Pentecost is real no matter what they say. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Young people. Hallelujah. The society will use logic. They will use science. They will use philosophies of this world. They will use strange doctrines. Amen. And they will even mock you and doubt you of what, amen, of your testimony. But I don't mind. I don't care whatever they would say. Hallelujah. This is my experience. I know what I know. I know what I have experienced because He is real. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't mind. I don't care what they will say. Hallelujah, because no man can take away my personal testimony. Thank you for joining us today. If you want more information, connect with us on our website at missionpoint.ca. God bless you.